0: Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the DemCast Network. I'm Kimberly Johnson, quarantined in D.C., and today my guest is Steph Walton, the fabulous and wonderful Steph Walton, who happens to be my co-host and also is running for city council in Oakland, California. So we're going to be talking about all the obvious stuff. Kamala Harris is the VP pick. Yoo hoo! I'm excited about this. You know, I think for most uh, of this whole season, election season. All of you know Warren has been my favorite. But as I tell Stephanie, I'm really excited about this duo and we really get into it and we talk about why. I'm just, I think this is a good, good, good pairing. And I think we have a, there's a lot to be hopeful for. So before, I'm not even going to talk about anything um, outside of the fact that the Start Me Up podcast is an independent podcast supported by you, the listeners. It's a woman-run show. I don't use corporate backers. I don't use advertisers. It's patrons who keep the show going. So if you like our conversation today, then please consider checking out the front page of the show. See the past guests I've had. I often interview, uh, you know, whether it's actors or political pundits. I've talked to Glenn Kirshner, Molly jong Fast, Charlotte Clymer, Alyssa Milano. The list goes on. Sometimes when I talk to an actor we only talk about their craft, but we also usually talk about politics. Politics is just what we like to talk about here on this show. So that's what we focus on. Although I used to be an actor. So on rare occasion, like I did interview Holland Taylor. Uh, if you don't know who she is, how could you not know who she is? But she was the mom in Two and a Half Men. And she was also in Bosom Buddies. <laughs> but she did this one woman show of Ann Richards, Governor Texas Governor Ann Richards. And it was just unbelievable. It was on Broadway. So anyway, I did interview her about that. And we did also talk about politics because of of course it was Texas governor. So that's cool. Go to patreon.com slash start me up, read about the show. And then if you're interested, become a patron. Now you can sign up for $2 a month. If you like what you hear and you want to upgrade, you can always upgrade later. But, the, but it goes like this. I do two shows per week, Monday and Wednesday, those are free shows. And then I do two patrons only shows per month. So that's just for patrons. And right now what I'm doing is the, I think it's like going to be the first show of the month. That's for, let me put it to you this way. If you are $4 and under four, three, two, one, you get one of those patrons only shows delivered to your email box and you get all the free shows, Mondays and Wednesdays delivered to your email box. You don't have to look for them. If you sign up for $5 or more, you get all those free shows plus you get the second patrons only show. But don't limit yourself. You can sign up for any dollar amount. If you just click on a tier, you can see that you can adjust that dollar amount to whatever you wish. So I have a number of different options. You choose what you want. I would really appreciate it. Of course, there's always, you can check out in the Patreon description of the show and on the page, I include my email address. So if you want to do a one-time donation, that would be awesome. And let's see what else. Well, you know, and you can find Start Me Up on iTunes and Stitcher and wherever podcasts are found. I always ask everybody, and and most of the time you guys listen, and I really appreciate it. Uh, to go to iTunes Apple Podcasts, sign up and become a subscriber because it's free. And then while you're there, if you like the show, please give me a positive rating and a positive review because we always need reviews. I cannot emphasize that enough. Whether you're an author or a podcaster, anything that relies on a review, you know, when I go buy vitamins from Amazon, I look at the reviews. So the reviews really make a difference. And I would really appreciate it if you could take a few minutes out and write a review. That would be awesome. So that's pretty much it. Now, please enjoy my conversation with Steph Walton. Welcome, Stephanie.
1: Well, hi, Kimberly. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, thank
0: you. And it sure is a crazy day, isn't it?
1: Um. Yeah, that that's an <laughs> understatement. I... Um, <laughs> it the The crazy from yesterday is carrying over, yes. and it's almost like it's multiplying exponentially. Yeah, like the more I think about it. and mm-hmm. and just the way it makes me feel, um, mm-hmm. to know last, uh, like, like yesterday it hit me. Um, I, I was just going about my business and I was doing some campaign stuff and I was on the phone with, um, a business owner in, in my district who we were going through some, some issues yesterday on the phone, all all positive, of course. <laughs> um, and he stops in the middle of one of his own sentences and he goes, Biden picked Harris. <laughs> and I'm like, and and it was, it hit me and the news was delivered and I'm like, gosh, like I, it took me a moment yeah. and I got, Super choked up. I mean, you know, I'm a crier, but <laughs> I got super choked up because I realized, like,
0: this is really happening. Yes, it's history. A woman
1: of color, our age, yeah, one of our contemporaries, who has seen the racism and discrimination that is uh, that is uh, available. Yeah, all of the misogyny, all of the smears, all of the wait your turn. Yeah, all that stuff, and and you know. Oh, she's too ambitious. <laughs> Guess what? The tides are turning. Yeah. Because she's being lifted up by a man who is who is more accomplished, right? Yeah. Who's been who's been to, he's been to that rodeo for a, a lot longer period of time mm-hmm. and he is taking her and lifting her up. Well, and showing yeah. her the respect that she deserves, I what, what putting I've, her on the world stage.
0: Yes, and what I find so amazing. Okay, first of all, I just want to say feminists are always asking men to do better, right? Uh, or and even women, because it's it's patriarchy. Uh, we're so steeped in patriarchy that sometimes we don't even recognize it ourselves, and we may mean well, but sometimes you know it just it, it it's language that we use, it's thoughts that we have about women. Um, and so you know as well as I do, when you're a woman in the workforce and you stand up for yourself, it's very difficult because you're afraid there's going to be repercussions. And she stood up to him. She said, "I know I don't believe you're a racist," but she stood up to him in those debates. Now I think this is fascinating because watching his reaction in those debates, not just in how he handled you know, what she said to him in that moment. But mm-hmm. even, even the way he handled himself when it came time to uh, stop talking, he was the only candidate who said, okay, my time is up. He would always just like, it was almost kind of cute where he would he would say, okay, my time is up and I'm going to stop because everybody else was yelling and screaming. And there was like one time where he was like, damn it, I'm taking my time. But, uh, right, but, right. but he always was polite. He never was combative. And I think that, you know, he recognized as the i don't you know one of the most accomplished people on that stage he was the vice president for god's sake i mean he was in the senate and everything so yeah he was like the most accomplished person it was like he had a bit of humbleness and yes. he just he never yelled and he never he never got involved you know i mean everybody was complaining that those those debates were angry and and you know i mean to a degree i get it but hey this this is a volatile time and we're fighting for the soul of this nation And I know that a lot of people hated the tones of those um, debates, but I I look at Joe Biden and I think the the entire time he just, he was always kind of like calm and he never, he never let anybody get the, they, they, they all piled on him at, you know, almost everybody did at one point, except, except I don't think Elizabeth Warren ever did, but um, still he took it. And, and instead of being, Petty or vindictive, and saying "fuck mm-hmm. Kamala," I'm uh, or Kamala, I'm not. He he went with her, and you know, as a woman who has stood up for myself in the workplace, I really, really appreciate that because it's very difficult to stand up. So, t- what? And and so I just want to add to that. You know, when mm-hmm. he was Barack Obama's vice president, he showed nothing but respect. He he uh-huh. never behaved in any way that looked like he, he wanted what Obama had. He was just grateful to be there. He was grateful to be a team player. And, you know, he wanted to support Barack and do the job that he, you know, was hired to do. And he did. And so it's like, and it was working for a black man, you know, and there was Mm -hmm. that viral post that went around uh, earlier this year, a black woman wrote it and said, this is why black people feel comfortable with him because he's proven to us. That, you know, he can work, he can play second fiddle to a black man and, and be respectful and, and have that guy's back. And so I think this, you know, in, in the beginning, as you know, I was always for Warren. I wanted her to be the candidate. I wanted her to be the vice president. Now I take a step back and I look at the selection and I've got to say that I genuinely feel this is the best pairing for I, what we're I up do, against. I do, too.
1: Yeah. I do too. I do too. I do too. And I am just like, it, it, it hits me and I'm like, I get the, I got the chills a couple of times. Yeah. You know, um, when I saw that video, um, of him, Biden calling her to yeah. let her know that she got the job. Yeah. Are you ready to get to work?
0: Oh my <laughs> God. Know, know. Oh my God. <laughs> I know. And you know, I kind of want to reiterate though, that, Feminists are always saying, men, you have to listen to us. I mean, I do it all the time. Um, Listen to us. Listen to us. And Joe Biden does. He pissed me off a little bit when, uh, (laughs) you know, when he was like making jokes about being handsy. It's like, dude, don't make the fucking jokes. But he's he's not.
1: That's a bad look.
0: Yes. It's not. We all understand who Joe is. He's not a bad man. He's just he's just uh, the old school. And I get it. It's like, don't do it. Don't make that joke because it's not really funny. But, I, you know, I will give him a little bit of a pass for that because I, what, I, what I recognize is he has made mistakes in the past. And he, he has also, um, as he's gotten older and more mature, he's done his best to make up for those mistakes. And I feel like uh, I, I do recognize that he, you know, like I said, he's behaving in a way that women are like please just we don't want special treatment we just want to be treated as equals and so i think choosing her he he did that and you know and it's like with with elizabeth warren i think one of the things obviously that worked against her for the B- vp choice was her age and then as we you know went through everything that we've been going through with protests and black lives matter it was just, you know, there was so much of a call for him. Like, come on, this, you, you've you got to do this now. And and I do think that it is just, like I said, I mean, it's like they seem to be the perfect pairing. Does that mean I think he's going to be the best president out of that bunch? Not necessarily, but do I think he has the best shot of winning? Yes. And mm-hmm. I think that, I think that there is a solid chance that she could be the president in that first term. I don't know that it's going to happen and I'm not making a prediction, but I'm not the only one to say it that, you know, there's there's everybody in the back of their head is wondering if he's going to be able to make four years. Is he going to be able to do it? And he may be able to do it, you know, but he might not be able to do it because he's been through a fucking shitload. You know, I mean, he's he's going to I don't know. How old is he? Is he seventy eight or seventy seven? No, I think uh, let me double text. I thought I thought I can't remember who's older bernie or um biden bernie's older by a
1: year i think okay
0: so then i mean he's you know he's not a young guy and and the thing is i don't think that he's yeah he's 77 he's um he's not showing signs of dementia or mental decline he's just acting like someone who's 77 you know he's just he's not quite as fast as he used to be and he's also dealing with you know that stutter And I think when you get older, it's just going to come out more. I mean, I know that my mother, you know, she's very mentally sharp and everything, but sometimes just because of her age. I stutter. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And so it's like you get. I I mean, come on. Yeah. And I mean, he has a. He's like, I got a legit stutter. And. so it's going to, you know, when you get older, I think it's just going to kind of rear back a little bit. So anyway, I I do think that uh, I, I'm pleased and I feel hopeful. And I mean, I as I've always said, I was going to just do a jig for whoever he was going to choose because I knew it would be a good choice. And I figured it was going to be between Harris and Warren. I figured. And so, um, yeah, I think this is the best choice. I really do. And, of course, people are talking about uh, Warren for Senate Majority Leader, which I think would be awesome. But I think there's other awesome you know, ways to utilize her, uh, whether it's treasury or education, either way, she's going to be in that administration somehow. She's going to have influence. So I'm grateful.
1: Education. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you love it when she says
0: it every time? <laughs> education. Education. I, she's I, like, okay. yeah.
1: I, you know, my heart, when, when we started this whole process, you know, when, when people started throwing their hats in the ring. Mm-hmm and you and i were like oh my you know just a crazy <laughs> and and i you know it's hard not to be impressed she's one of the most impressive women in politics period you know ever really she's also you know she's tough um but she's humble too
0: and yes. um yes, i i is. saw
1: her at an event with barbara lee where you know congresswoman lee does this event every year it's called the juneteenth it well, you, we all yeah. know about juneteenth but she does a juneteenth event usually once a year that's in person and you do like you, you sit down to do a beautiful barbecue lunch and then she wheels in like heavy hitters from the democratic party mm-hmm. and and she she runs the show i mean barbara lee is a queen you know there's just no no two ways about that and she's just so engaged and so smart and so you know, connected and and, and like motivated by her desire for justice and her deep Mm -hmm. sense of empathy. And she's just incredible. Well, one year um, and it was right after, you know, Kamala had um, had Kamala announced yet. It was last July. She had announced, right? I can't remember. Maybe she did. I think so. Well, she came into the room. Yes, she did announce because Barbara endorsed her right then and there. Okay. 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 That's what happened, Barbara, yeah, you know, Barbara, <laughs> uh, the, the Congresswoman endorsed her. But this this woman walks in, you know, former attorney general of the state of California, senator, uh, California, United States senator from California, um, candidate for president of the United <laughs> States. And she looked in the eyes of our congresswoman and and told her, you know, I love you hmm. and you are a mentor. Wow. And you set the stage. Yeah. And you and and the person that mentored Congresswoman Barbara Lee, Shirley Chiseled. And I'm like, where there wasn't a dry yeah. eye in the room. Hmm. And what I and I met two people who are very are, they're good friends of mine and allies now because we're all in this together, you know, as we yeah. all say. But a couple, um, a, a biracial couple, a white guy and, and his black wife, who is just a strong, fierce, amazing woman. And we were sitting next, I was sitting next to them and it was just, and, and John, the, the, the husband looks at me and he goes, I just love strong black women.
0: (laughs) Like, like, I mean, it was just
1: this moment, you know? And, um, and here we are. Yeah. I don't know if it was prophetic. I mean, who knew we, I, I thought Kamala could have totally taken it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and, you know then Warren was in the, the race, and of course, you know I was on the Julian train as like we've right. talked about that a zillion times, but there were some good, solid people mm-hmm. um, and and so it was fun to to kind of go through the the, the cycle with yeah. all of these different candidates and kind of ride the different waves um in the end, I really was kind of hoping for a, a Warren Castro ticket, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, so, yeah, exactly. I mean, I think that, you know, there were so many of us that want. we want to see progressives. And, and when I say progressive, I mean, like legit ones, not the far left fringy types, but progressives who are able to get things done and who understand how government works and that you can't just, you know, put out a bunch of, uh, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. You, you know, you have to work with Republicans, you have to work with other Democrats, you have to work with so many people and it's not so easy. And so I look at somebody like Elizabeth Warren and Julian Castro and I see them as true progressives. Um, and so of course that's what we wanted, but, you know, we are also in these, these times are very specific and particular and, you know, I'm going to go back to the woman and I know she's going to be kind of pissed, but, um, the woman at the grocery store that I always talk to, who's a black woman. And she, you know, she had just absolutely insisted it needed to be Joe Biden. And, and I would Mm -hmm. argue with her and I'm like, but Warren, but Kamala. And she's like, I don't like Kamala. I don't like Kamala. And she just, you know, she, I don't really know why. I think, you know, what she said about Kamala is she feels that she's, uh, I think two faced is what she, I don't, I can't remember what it was and we've never gotten into why. All I know that when I bring up her name, she gets a face like, uh, But she so she had, you know, initially she wanted to have two white men on the ticket. And then um, and I think it's just because she felt as a black woman, that was the best shot at at taking Trump down. And so she's thinking in terms of what's best, you know, for her and and for her family. And she you know, she then she switched over when he said he was going to announce a a woman VP. Then it was like, okay, then it's got to be Warren because she did like Warren. And um, so I saw her not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before when we thought he was going to announce the week before. And I said, OK, it's this week. And she, she's like, it better be Warren. <laughs> and I know she's going to be pissed off. But um, I don't know. I just I think that like with as much as I wanted to see that progressive ticket, can we can we like I, I can't guarantee. Obviously, none of us can guarantee a win, but you play to win. And so yeah. could those progressives have won against Trump? I I don't know. I think that this particular combination is I don't know, it feels right. It's, it's all I've got right now outside of, you know, I mean, I think it's wonderful and all that, but just like I'm going with my gut. My gut is telling me this feels right. And so, you know, I mean, I hope that I'm right about this, but, you know, right before the announcement was made, I started having that gut feeling. I think it's going to be Kamala. I mean, for last week, I was thinking it would be Warren. I think you and I talked about that, that because James Clyburn had said, you know, we don't need to have a black woman as a VP. It's more important to have a black woman in the Supreme Court, which now we might get both. Oh my God. So, um, but why,
1: why do you say that?
0: Well, he did because, um, we will get both as long as, Joe Biden wins because he promised to nominate a black woman. Who do you
1: think that woman's going to be? Who
0: knows? I mean, I want it to be Michelle. Michelle I want it to be, (laughs) but you know, would she want that? I don't know. I don't know. No,
1: I don't think, I don't think she wants it.
0: But what, you know, I mean, it it would be so awesome if he nominates, I mean, there's so many women that he could choose from. Um, But then after he gets that first uh, choice in, then, Oh my God, what if it was Barack Obama? Wouldn't that be Amazing. Like, we'd have a black woman on the Supreme Court, and then we'd have Barack Obama. <laughs>
1: Do you, I, you know, I think that, I don't know. I mean, that would be insane. Yes, and it would. It would be so fucking awesome. That would just be a mic drop. Like, uh, Merrick Garland, we, we're past that. Here's where we are now. I know. Sorry. Sorry.
0: Sorry, Court. Merrick. But. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, that would just, okay, so we got to talk, though. We got to talk about the fucking, there's two things. There's the Republican panic, but let's first talk about, okay, I got to read this to you. Have you seen the, there's, like, rumors and stuff going along, uh, going around about um, Trump dumping Pence. So, okay, so, I I hope I say his name right, Philippe Rains. He, yeah. Okay, is. so I know he worked Renus. Uh, he worked with Clinton. Anyway, he qu- yeah. he he tweeted out an article on August 6th and it was Paul Begala predicts President Trump will dump Pence. Now, he didn't say I don't think I I don't think I didn't watch it. So, I don't know if he said he was going to replace it with Nikki Haley, but he just figures and this was on March 2nd. Paul Begala thought that Th- that Trump would dump him. So um, this is what Philip quote. He 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 gets this article and then he writes. He 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 tags Paul Begala. Says you get a pass on the date because of the circumstances, but only until August 20th. The crazy part is, you may not be crazy, but Trump ent- has until the 26th, at which point Pence will be finally nominated. So you ha- you have until the VP nomination. So then Paul quote tweets Philippe and says. On the sixth, he says, "This is so gonna happen." You're right. The date has moved to Thursday, August 20th, to disrupt, to disrupt Biden's big speech. Maybe Trump lets it slide until the 26th, as you suggest. But you can smell the diesel fumes of the bus. Trump is gonna throw Pence under. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so the, the... I'm, I'm gonna
1: perfect a sinister, hearty <laughs> laugh. I'm making an effort.
0: Oh my to, God!
1: To bust it out, you know oh my mean? God!
0: Well, okay. So of course, it feels
1: good. It's it's it's, it's therapeutic.
0: Yes, it it definitely <laughs> does. But then, okay. So the question here is: Is it Nikki Haley oh, or is it, it Ivanka Trump? And so I think it would be Nikki Haley because she uh, is, you know, I don't even know where is she from. What is her background? Nikki
1: Haley was the governor of South or North Carolina.
0: Yeah, but I mean her personal history, like what, because let me see something.
1: I think she's Asian Indian.
0: Okay. Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah. I think her parents were, I don't know. I think her parents were immigrants. Right.
0: Yes. Yes. But so, so I think that like Trump could be so obvious that he would go for somebody like Nikki Haley. Cause he's going to, he's going to think if we've got Kamala, he's got to compete with, um, with Nikki Haley. And, but I'm going to go also back to, you know, Bob had written, an article in Salon sometime last year. And it was because there are rumors from like legit people who have access to the Trump campaign who were saying last June that, which I can't give up my, uh, I can't give it up, but they were saying last June that Trump wanted Ivanka To And I can't remember the details, but it's like maybe become his vice president or take over or whatever, like he was grooming her. So these rumors were circulating. They're legit rumors that were circulating, you know, in D.C. with people working not for Trump, but with the Trump campaign who had inside information. And so I think it could be be between those those two women if he's going to do it. I think it would be more likely that he would choose Haley. I think he would go with Haley, but I don't know, Mm -hmm. you know, you never know because he's so not predictable. And the thing is, is even though it's like the most transparent and desperate move, he would do it. Mm -hmm. I could see him doing Mm -hmm. it because as you know what, I wrote a tweet on August, no, April 2nd. And I said something like, wouldn't it be fucking awesome to see Kamala Harris mop the floor with Mike Pence in a debate? And it, it went viral. It got like 80,000 likes. Everybody Mm. was just like, (laughs) woohoo. And Duh! Even fucking Trump knows that she would just obliterate him in a debate. She just—he knows that. He's not the brightest guy, but he knows that. So I—I I wonder. You know, we don't have very long today. It's—it's it's what the tenth? No, I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. the twelfth. So supposedly it's what till the twenty-sixth. We'll find out. We'll see what happens with uh, who he's going to announce as his running mate. But I just oh think it would be God. hilarious because. Um, I do think that it would make people like chicks on the right happy, you know, to see Nikki Haley get that position. Uh, but I don't think it's going to really work out for the Republicans if they do that. (laughs) I don't think, I mean, the chicks on the right are going to vote and and chicks on the right are a legitimate duo. I'm not just calling Republican women chicks, but there's these two women called chicks on the right. And so I think, you know, they would vote for Trump and Pence anyway. So, but if Nikki mm-hmm. Haley comes on, though, I think they would be extra excited. I don't think it's going to necessarily add any new voters to the Republican side. I don't know though. You don't think? I don't. I don't think so.
1: You don't think? Pretend? Well, I don't want to. I don't want to start.
0: Because it's 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 just people, a VP. But... It's just a VP. You know what I mean? It's and it's not. She's not the president. She's not running for president. Mm-hmm. She would obviously right. be the the person to run in twenty twenty four, but. Um, well, who's to say Trump could hang in there for four more years? Right. Well, I mean, we don't know. You know, like know if that. he could if he could hang on, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like
1: I don't think this is it has been easy for him.
0: No. No, it hasn't been easy. Like anything.
1: there's wear and tear. Mhm. You know what I mean? Like you can see it just look at look at the difference from him on the campaign trail 4 years ago. Yeah. To now, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah, the way he sounds, he's different. The way he
1: sounds, Mm -hmm. it's 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 kicking his ass.
0: Yeah, he hates it. I think he hates this. I mean, he he wanted to. I saw somebody say this. I think on Twitter, but it's like he wanted to be able to tell everybody he was the he wanted the after life, you know, like life after presidency. So everybody would call him president, and he'd have secret service, and he could brag. But he didn't really want the job. He just wanted the title, you know. Which I think initially, I don't even know, I think that he he was thinking he was just going to use this as a way to, he was looking to start his own network. And so he would use running for the presidency as publicity to get more attention for that. And then, you know, and then we all know what happened. (laughs) when It wasn't fucking good. But then the other thing now is, have you seen the Republican response to Kamala Harris? um
1: I, I i've been really busy today oh and I, my honestly God. i've seen some really i saw some really racist stuff um like people saying she isn't even black yes that's it and i just like i have to just i can't i can't go there that makes me feel visceral um like i see Yeah. And it makes me fe- it makes me have that like heart attack feeling in between my boobs, you know what i'm saying?
0: <laughs> you well, know, you know what i'm talking about? Uh, yes, do i you do. Get that? Oh, do. You get that? Well, ever? maybe not in between my boobs, but i get i get very I I, I I anxious, like my i start my heart beats fast and i get pissed and it's like mm-hmm. when i and whenever i respond to someone online who pisses me off with what you're talking about. It's like I slam my fingers down on the computer. It's like I can't type hard enough. But okay. he, here's what Candace Owens said. She wrote, I'm so excited that we get to watch Kamala Harris, who, who swore into Congress as an Indian-American, now play the I'm a black woman card all the way to November. Fun times. So that's pretty much it. Not only that, th- somebody on Facebook, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know that it was a, a big deal person. Mark Levin is also pushing this bullshit but people are suggesting oh my god it's birtherism all over again they're suggesting that she's not a united states citizen (laughs) oh my god and the thing is is like first of all i i know kamala can handle herself but i don't think she should have to put up with this shit i will say that hillary could handle herself too but in 2016 the way she was attacked i i mean I don't think she could have predicted she's she was used to a lifetime of or at least a political lifetime career lifetime of being smeared. So she was definitely used to that. But I don't necessarily think she was ready and prepared for what came at her in 2016 so fiercely, especially coming from the fringe left. And so Kamala had the opportunity to watch that and learn from it. And she's a prosecutor. So I'm not worried about her per se, but I feel like, of course, she's going to go through the fucking mill. They're going to put her through the fucking mill. And, and it's not just going to be the Republicans. It's going to be the, is she likable? Is she too ambitious? Is she too aggressive? Does she wear the right clothes? Does she smile enough? All the shit. All the shit that they're gonna be I mean I don't she doesn't have children either I don't believe so that's another thing I think they might go after her because that's all they have on her. That's all they have. They tried to paint her as a like a, a leftist socialist and that's not gonna work. <laughs> it's like, they are so pathetic. So I don't I know what we're gonna see outside of she's not really a black person narrative coming from the right. I don't know what we're gonna see from them what they're digging up on her. But she has them running scared because you and I feeling right now that this is uh, this is like a, a gut instinct good pick. I think they're feeling it too. I think they feel like, oh shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. I think with Elizabeth Warren, he could have distracted with Pocahontas so much. Not that I think it would have eaten into our voters, but I just, I think that this is... You know, Kamala offers up something different, which is she really just doesn't you know, I know they're gonna they're gonna pull up that I they I think they said this earlier when she was running that she slept with Willie Brown or something like that. I don't even remember what the dumb bullshit narrative was. But I, all I have to say about that is I don't believe it, but if she did, I don't even care. But <laughs> why and, and
1: but isn't that like I I just I, I let's 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 take a moment and hold men to the same
0: yes exactly you know,
1: standard yeah just for, let, let's 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 do some digging there yeah all right you want to talk about male politicians <laughs> at that level yeah let's see who's got some stories to tell right i'm tired
0: yeah Yeah, (laughs) no shit, but that's what they're going to do because that's what they do to women. They try to shame women. It's like, you don't have children. You're not a real woman. How can you be capable of understanding what empathy is and all that, you know, I mean, it's like they're going to throw all that shit at her, but it's like, it's just not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to take. I just don't think that it's going to take. I mean, with Hillary, I think the reason it took was because she did have all of those. You know, we have all been... uh, so many of us had a bias toward her and I don't mean you and me. I I kind of had one, but um, again, because I think I was pulled into that bullshit from the left, from the Russians and what they were saying about her. And I, I I didn't dislike her, hate her. I just felt that, you know, she, I preferred Bernie's viewpoint and, and worldview, I can go back now and say, okay, he wasn't the person to fulfill. Like Warren would do a better job at getting us Medicare for all. Warren would be a better progressive um, than Bernie. But at the time, you know, I I did get pulled into it. And, you know, there, I remember, uh, I don't know if you saw that Hulu thing with Hillary, but she stated it perfectly when she said, you know, they did this thing about the emails and they wouldn't fucking let it go, and they wouldn't let it go, and they wouldn't let it go. And so most people are not political junkies. They're not diving into this and looking at what the facts are. What they're doing is they're, they're serving dinner, and they're hearing news blurbs, or they're seeing headlines, and they're seeing Hillary's emails, Hillary's emails, Hillary's emails. And she said, and basically all they saw was there's another scandal with Hillary Clinton. And, then that, just, and that just becomes part of who you think Hillary Clinton is, somebody who's filled with scandals, even though they were manufactured. And there was no there there. So with Mm -hmm. Kamala, she doesn't have, you know, decades of that. Unfortunately, they did that to Hillary. Um, That doesn't mean you have to love Hillary. If, you know, I mean, I'm not saying anyone has to love any particular thing. But what they did specifically to Hillary Clinton was they successfully, and we allowed them, they successfully Mm -hmm. smeared her to the point, it's just like the term feminism, those women who say, well, I'm in an, I believe in equality, but I'm not a feminist. It's like you, you've been totally fooled by the right to think okay. that feminism means something that it doesn't. You know, it just means equality. That's what it fucking means. Gender equality, period. Both in a social situation and in a legal situation. And so, you know, like a workplace or, you know, whatever. And so that's unfortunately Hillary had that again. You know, that was that was baggage that she brought to it, even though she was the most qualified person for that job, even though she was many times over. I mean, Trump is not qualified at all. And she was the most qualified person but it just it didn't matter and so i I look at kamala and she's not running for president she's the vp so she doesn't and and the other thing is what i noticed is like no matter what is thrown at joe biden it just doesn't stick no one fucking no one will on our side allow it to stick and i think that what's going what they're going to try to do is they're going to try now to turn their attention on kamala because they can't fuck with joe biden (laughs) <laughs> and i'm not saying that you know candidates should get a free pass if they've screwed up but you know he really hasn't whatever they've thrown at him has been bullshit and it hasn't stuck and that's what i mean so mm-hmm. you know but it's just you know i mean I, i'm i'm so curious as how as to how this is all going to go because um i don't know what else they're going to pull out you know what i mean and i think it's yeah i think it's her they're going to go after
1: well, yeah, of course, and because it, you know, the the woman is always the one that, yeah. that they're going to go after, and you know, um, people are are saying crazy shit about me that isn't yeah. that isn't true and spinning things. And I'm running for city council. Yeah. Can you imagine what they're going to do right. to the vice presidential candidate? Yeah, you know, yeah. I know they're going to. She's not a citizen today. Right. I mean, the shit just got announced yesterday. I know. I know. She's not a citizen. Oh. She was born in Oakland. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And her right. story is so fascinating. And, you know, and it's like I, I tweeted out journalists, please avoid these terms, phrases, questions when reporting on female candidates. Too ambitious, too aggressive, not likable, unflattering laugh, emotional, angry. Is America ready for a female fill in the blank? Um, I said there are at there are more, but let's start with these. I, I know that we're going to see that. So uh, and I've already seen it. So I think we need to really, 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 really come together and absolutely call out each and every one of them for this bullshit because i also tweeted did any journalist ever care about trump's likability he bragged about grabbing pussy he mocked a disabled journalist no one ever worried if trump was likable no one asked that question is trump trump likable pretty much everyone knew he was a fucking asshole from the very beginning and um But, you know, that's what the female candidates get. And I think we all have to stand up for her and every other female candidate. And that goes for Republican female candidates when they are treated with sexism and misogyny. Go after them for their policy. Go after them for their gaffes. But do not go after them because of their gender. And I think it was Valerie Jarrett last night was on MSNBC basically just saying, you know, would you ask a man the same question? And so, no. you know, I mean, I do think there are a bunch of people out there who would justify it and go, well, I would when they really wouldn't, you know, they would, they think they would, but they wouldn't. But it's like, if it comes out of, you know, have, have you ever said, oh, he's too ambitious. That's not a very <laughs> nice quality on him. It's, it's like, never have you heard that in a million years from a fucking journalist. No. Ow! Ow. <laughs> well, wh- who's taking care of his kids? Exactly, exactly. Well, she doesn't have kids, so. <laughs> but what I'm saying. No, I is, know, I know what you're saying. You know,
1: like the the male candidate. No, no male candidates ever been asked. So, how are your kids being cared for when you're yes. out campaigning?
0: Yes. exactly, exactly. That's not anything. Who's caring?
1: Who's caring for your kids when you're on Capitol Hill?
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's I mean, all, all no, nobody ever asks that. So it's just it's, um, it's very frustrating. Right. But that's why I think it's up to us to make sure that I mean, to at least hold them as much as we can on Twitter, you know what I mean? Calling mm-hmm. them out and, and saying you need to stop doing this, because it's just going to be ridiculous. But I, I am really grateful that this is played out the way it has. And now we're just going to kind of sit back and Unfortunately, there. I'm so nervous. Uh, you know, I woke up this morning, and it's not that this is new, brand new news or anything, but New York Times did an article about coronavirus, and basically, it's just airborne. And so, you know, I'm supposed to be going. My mom's getting hip surgery on the thirtieth of October, and I'm going to be staying with her for two weeks. And I'm so scared she's going to get it. I'm so scared I'm going to get it. And, you know, th- this is a necessary procedure that needs to happen because her fucking. I won't keep talking about it because this is the third time I've talked about it. But I mean, w- both hips are bad, but one of her hips, it's bone on bone. It's, um, what was the term used? It's, I can't remember the term and I'll remember it in a minute, but it's it's really bad. It's like uh, collapsed. So it's like uh. she, she, the one hip she can deal with, but the other hip it's collapsed. So the pain is agonizing. And so you know, she's going to have this surgery done and I'm going to be staying with her. And I'm like, the first thing, I just started crying. You know, I mean, uh, not that this is new news. We knew it was airborne, but still. And the thing is, is that because it's so, uh, I I can't remember, aerosoled, it can go through air conditioning. And that's what freaks me out, you know? So, I mean, I know Mm -hmm. that at least in Maryland, I think we're at like four, basically 4% um of of uh, you know there's only about 4% of the population in Maryland who have contracted it and and it's staying around that level because we are a mask wearing state and you know like every time i go to the grocery store i hear repeatedly on the loud system whatever you know the whatever system the microphone that they're uh you know this you have to wear your mask it's it's absolutely mandatory and please you know keep your distance from people who are working and you know what though this may be so fucking angry I swear to God, this is a non sequitur, but Bob, Bob is very particular in his food, right? So he likes chocolate yogurt, a a certain kind of chocolate yogurt. So for the past, I don't know, three or four weeks, they've been out. So, you know, I get, I get an alternative yogurt for him. He likes cherry a little bit, but he really likes the chocolate. So they have not had the chocolate in. And just a little preface. I was asking the same guy today when I was in the store, I had asked him before, I, I like a certain product, and it was gone. And I said, do you know it's coming back? And he said, never. And then like three weeks later, the product was back. So I went up to him today, and he's, you know, he's, he's at the yogurt section. And I said, do you have any idea when you're going to get chocolate yogurt back? He goes, oh, I don't think we're going to. And I said, why? He goes, because they just rearranged everything, and there's no place for chocolate here. And I said, okay, well, I asked you about this you know, it was butter. And I said, I asked you, and you didn't think that it was coming back, but it did come back. So I'm just wondering maybe, and he goes, well, that's kind of like asking when Jesus is going to come back. Oh my God. I wanted to fucking kill him. I just, I I know he recognized that he was stupid for saying that because I think I just went, okay, thanks. And I took my cart and I like rushed away and I could hear him still talking to me like, I'm sorry. And it was like, are you kidding me with fucking Jesus coming back? What an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I was so pissed. So pissed. Oh my God. But whatever. Well, it's this is hard times. Yeah, this is hard times. I mean, I can't really.
1: I I don't know what else. I'm just scared, though. Like,
0: I'm scared about It's hard. I
1: know. I know. I mean, I'm just. I haven't seen my mother. We, you know, we FaceTime and stuff, but like, my mom hasn't touched anyone. Has your yeah. is your mom in the same boat, hasn't touched no, another hasn't. person. She
0: has she has since her cats. shelter in place. Yeah, she just has her cats. That's it.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I said to my mom, I go, What if we go the family goes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and gets the um, and gets the 15 minute COVID test, you know, the result comes in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we if we all are negative, we'll just jump in the car and come up and see you. And she said, Oh, I want no part of that.
0: Well, I understand because the thing is, is it can be a false negative and also you could have it. I and know. so, there, you know, two weeks later, you could have it. Your mom is smart. If you I had know. to see her, that's one thing. It's like I've talked to Bob about this and I get all emotional and I'm scared. And he's like, look, this is not just like you guys going out to dinner. This is a health issue that needs to be taken care of, so you're not, you're not being, and I said, I understand that I'm not being irresponsible, that's not the, really the point, though, the point is that I'm, I'm scared, you know, I mean, I'm just, I'm scared for her, I'm scared for me, and I'm gonna have to get through it, and all of that, but it's just freaking me out, and, Um, Yeah, you know, and and the worst part of it is that she had, you know, she had these shots and just found out after from her other doctor that those shots prevent her from getting the operation sooner. And nobody told her that. So Mm -hmm. if she would have been told, hey, you're gonna have to wait three months. So do you want to just go for the surgery now? My mom would have just gone for the surgery now, which was still would have scared me. But what's what's the fucking what's what are the case numbers going to be in three months from now? Mm -hmm. You know, that that's what's freaking me out so much. So it's like I just got to get the fuck over it. And it's 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 really freaking me out. But there's nothing I can do. I I don't want her to be in pain and somebody needs to take care of her. She lives in the three story house. So, you know, uh, she's going to stay on the first level. And, uh, you know, and then I'm going to be with her. I'm kind of glad that I'm going to be with her on voting day, though, because I hope it's good news. You know, I I hope it's good news. But I imagine if it's bad news, I, I, I wouldn't want her to be alone. You know, I just I, I know that it would be so devastating. But I, I'm just going to focus on the fact that it's going to be good news. I think it will be. But we just all have to vote early and have a plan. That's what's like. Those are my two hashtags now until voting day. Vote early and have a plan. We have to do that.
1: Right. Right. We do. And and, you know, my husband said something to me um the other night that it made me i guess it gave me a tiny sense of relief but he goes you know republicans mail in their ballots too honestly.
0: i know <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they do in florida a lot of elderly people yesterday i was talking with uh, david ferguson and he made that point he's like you know there's a lot of elderly people who live in florida mm-hmm. who rely on mail on, in voting and on top of it it's during COVID, so right. this is going to screw them over too but you know what i wanted to ask you is how how is it going with your run for city council
1: uh, it's it's going great. I mean, it's and I know we're you were, what
0: you announced yes. on the on the patrons only show that you were endorsed by Julian Castro. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Sometimes I
1: have
0: to just go. Oh my god! I know that's so cool. That um, is so cool.
1: You know he he's he's got the people first future mm-hmm. um campaign that's going on, and they you know they look for um diverse candidates candidates of color Mm -hmm. um and and it's just like i love their mission i've loved his mission since day one and you know like to me he's going to be president of the united states one day and there's just no question and he's he he's ready to do it now Mm -hmm. today Mm -hmm. no question but this is america and america doesn't put a mexican american up as president just that's not happening yet um you know we know the chain of command we've talked about it before it's just not But anyway, he's brilliant, and um, I just I love what he stands for. And sort of from afar, I've always sort of looked to him as a mentor. Like, Mm -hmm. I read his entire platform when he, you know, Julian for the Future. I sat, I remember exactly where (laughs) I was, and I looked at every single policy he put forward, and I'm like, oh, yeah, (laughs) that's exactly what I'm talking about. But, you know, he's a guy who he's experienced – You know, he he grew up with very little means. Mm -hmm. He was raised by a single mother. She instilled in him and his twin, you know, the importance of education and and justice. And like Rosie Castro was a 23 year old Chicana activist who ran for city council in San Antonio. Like this is in them. And I just like I just admire him and his brother so much for what they stand for. And they're always on the right side of the Mm -hmm. issue Mm -hmm. as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, when Biden reached out to him and said, help me. Mm -hmm. with my with my police reform platform like okay it's written I got it right here here's what it's been written right here's what here's what it always should have been and so you know um over the course of his run for president I you know I sort of um low-key stalked him a little bit just because I wanted to (laughs) I wanted to get you're so ambitious (laughs) here I'm so ambitious and and I have to just say it was an experience to watch this person, you know, be super accessible to Mm -hmm. his supporters and to just just oh my God, he's articulate. He he just knows what he stands for, like what's in his heart. That's what that's what's guiding him. And it Mm -hmm. just um he's an impressive person. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I I had the pleasure of he he reached out to me after I that's so you know, attended his event. And then it just sort of from there. And then I'm like, well, okay, great. Now you just opened the door to me. Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, this is, this is who you, you just opened the door to this person. You just opened the and door to this
0: ambitious, nasty woman. <laughs> to this ambitious, nasty
1: woman. And then I went out and I saw him again at, um, in early December and he spoke to a crowd and he had gained some momentum at this point mm-hmm. and people were really starting to feel him. And I went and saw him at a place called Manny's in San Francisco. And it's where all the, you know, the candidates come through and, um, it's, it's, It's just it's a really cool venue for activism and and politics and stuff like that. And he we got into a selfie line and he literally took a picture with every single person that came through. And his press secretary, Sawyer Hackett, was there, who has one of the most sick Twitter names in, in, in (laughs) in in the world. And they took pictures and he talked to every single one of us. And I said, Secretary Castro, I we have a huge housing and homelessness problem in Oakland. And I think you are the person Mm -hmm. who can help guide us in a direction and help talk to us about what policies might work and what we would need to do at the local level to address this, these crises. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay, okay. And I said, so I want you to come out and I'll do a fundraiser for you and I'll invite a hundred Oaklanders and we'll talk about, you know, possible solutions. And he said, okay, okay. And we made it happen. We got that on the books. You know, I, I put that yeah. out there to Oaklanders. I, it was an event that I was hosting with the presidential candidate Julian Castro, and yeah. and then he and then he, you know, he pulled out of the race four days before the event. And I, I'm sure I called you sobbing that day. Um, <laughs> but you know, he continues to do the work. He continues yeah. to. This isn't about his ego. Mm-hmm. This is about what's right for humans. Yeah. And that's at the local level. That's at the state level. That's at the federal level. Like I couldn't admire him more.
0: Wow.
1: And, um, and they reached out to me, his campaign and, His uh, executive director, Natalie Montalongo, who is a badass Latina who also is sick on Twitter, and she said we'd like to talk to you about a potential endorsement. And and then I like fell to the floor. Oh my god! I I know. I blacked out. (laughs) And then I like pulled myself up, and I was like,
0: I know that. God.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I know that was that was like long, but no. But that's that's fascinating. Like we need, we need more people Mm -hmm. like him. We needed his voice. And initially I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was impressed with him Mm -hmm. and and his record. I mean, two-time mayor of the seventh largest city in in Mm -hmm. America. I think he was on council when he was like in his twenties. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he was young and just and then and then secretary of housing and urban development and i know for a fact he did amazing work mm-hmm. with congresswoman barbara lee for people in oakland for for low income housing in oakland i mean this man is he's on point mm-hmm. every at every turn and so i was initially like okay this badass latino is has just entered the race <laughs> and you got my attention and mm-hmm. then i read all of his stuff and i'm like i'm in and i knew I just wanted to ride that train for as long as possible, and I wanted him to like elevate and amplify that Latino voice because we need that. Yeah, and um, and and he's still doing it. And look at just, what he's doing. He put yeah. his. He is walking the walk. Yeah, with p pe- with people first future. That is no joke. That that you know they. It, it's just it's amazing, and and the guidance that he's providing for 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 people who have been in the game mm-hmm. for decades. Biden said, I need you to mm-hmm. help me. I'm, I can't do this without yeah. you. Like, come on, like,
0: yeah.
1: Uh, you know, and, and, and this, is, this just gets me so fired up. <laughs> I am so tired of lack of representation. You know, brilliant, brilliant people of color who have just been told Shh, too many times and for too many years, and Kamala, is not going gonna be quiet <laughs> no no and julian i mean you can't turn your tv on if you're watching the right channels and i by that i mean msnbc yeah um you cannot turn your television on without seeing fierce leaders and people of color talking about equity and justice yeah and how we need to wipe out the systemic racism that pervades all of our systems and institutions
0: and i'm here yes. for it yeah i absolutely and I agree with you it's like Kamala is I think the cool thing so like one of the cool things about Kamala is like you said she's our age and mm-hmm. she is she understands I think uh the, you know I mean obviously I'm not I don't want to say that Hillary doesn't understand misogyny I think maybe Hillary understands misogyny oh better God, than anyone book, in the world set <laughs> yes on it. Yeah. but I mean but I think that Kamala understands a misogyny from the viewpoint of our generation. So Mm -hmm. um, and and, and when I say that, I mean, like, for instance, Hillary Clinton in that Hulu interview said initially when she got into politics, she was told, keep your head down, stay quiet, don't say anything, don't show, show any emotion. And so she developed this basic skill in order to stay alive in the political world. And then Mm -hmm. she said, and then all of a sudden that script flipped and you were supposed Mm -hmm. to be emotional. And she's like, I just did, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And it wasn't natural for her. And as she even said, you know, uh, both Bernie and Bill Clinton had that natural politician, let's shake hands, press the flesh, and that's not what she was about as much. She was about the work. And even though, you know, I mean, some might argue she was the best, you know, campaigner, it's just the idea, she even said it. She's not the person who, like, Bill Clinton lived for that shit. And, and you know, and, and even somebody like Elizabeth Warren, who dedicated, okay, I'm gonna, like, Julian, getting those selfies. Hillary was a wonk who whenever, you know, like when her poll numbers were the highest, it's when she was just working because she was so fucking good at what she did. But it's like when oh, I look when so I brilliant. When I look at Kamala, I feel like what she has, like, I guess the edge you, you could say is that. As a Gen X woman, um, she understands sexism through a slightly different lens. You know, as we were growing up, I mean, I'm not going to speak for you, but I can say that as I was coming up and and watching everything, even though Reagan was the president, you know, I guess that's uh, when I was in Russia, when I lived in Russia, he was elected. And he was president for eight years. So that was basically my whole teen youth. He was the president. And Mm -hmm. and then we had George Bush. So even though we had conservative leadership for 12 years, somebody who wasn't political, me, didn't see a conservative world. I thought what we were looking at was this progressive world where women and people of color, because we all watched Sesame Street and Free to Be You and Me. And, you know, on every fucking sitcom, there was always like a show about racial issues or a show about, you know, um, a woman getting raped. You know, I mean, I remember Facts of Life, there was a rape thing, you know, where Natalie almost got attacked. And so, you know, these, these kinds of, you know, and then there would be those made for TV movies where, you know, they would there was this woman, and I can't remember her name. It was Teresa something, but her husband would beat on her all the time, and she would call the cops, and they were like, "We can't do anything because he's your husband." Until finally, I think he like stepped and crushed her, stepped on and crushed her neck in front of the cops, and basically that led to legislation of domestic violence. And so, you know, you would watch these television movies, you would watch the the footage of women on Wall Street walking with their tennis shoes, and you know, Geraldine Ferraro, and all, you know in my mind, it just felt like we were moving forward. You know what I mean? And so it's like Kamala grew up when we did and she saw these things and now she's looking at what's happening and she's looking at Trump and she's looking at the white supremacy and all of that. And again, it's a, it's a slightly different lens than Hillary Clinton. I'm not saying it's one is better than the other. It's just that she has a slightly different perception of it. And I think like with AOC, um, AOC understands very well how to hit back when they hit her. She hits back. It's like when, when Michelle Obama says, we go high, she knows how to hit back and hurt while going high. Mm-hmm. And I think Kamala is able to do that. I mean, it's like when she was interviewing or when she was grilling Barr, she's like, did anyone ever suggest? Or, you know, I can't remember the word she used, but when he's going, hmm, she's like, infer. And, and then she just kept throwing out the adjectives because he was stalling Correct. and being such a – and it's like you could just see her. She's like, I have no time for you. I'm just proving right now that you're a dick.
1: And yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I totally. love
0: about her, <laughs> you know. And she also – I mean, I don't know what's going to – I mean, I know Kamala is not going to um, debate Trump, but – we all watched what happened when Trump was stalking Hillary on stage. And she had that quick moment to decide. And she was talking to Rachel Maddow about it and said, you know, I chose not to call him out. Within that, you know, moment, I had to decide. What's the best thing to do? And of course, everybody criticizes her now because she didn't call them out. But if she would have called them out, she would have also been criticized. They would have Mm -hmm. fucking, no matter what she did, they would have criticized her. And I will never fault her. I mean, going back, yeah, I totally wish she would have called them out. But I'm not going to fault her for it because it's like she couldn't fucking do anything right. So, but now Kamala can look at that and go, you know what? I'm going to... Excuse me. She's going to say, you know, I am going to say it and I'm not going to worry about it because right. I'm fucking done. And so Hillary was able to offer her an education, you know, right. um, what to expect.
1: For sure. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. So, I mean, I think Hillary. that's, what, yeah, I think that's Damn. what Kamala has to it offer. Hurts. Yeah, it does hurt. It
1: hurts me. It hurts my soul.
0: Yeah, but it it's like, but it's also, it's also kind of awesome to see her with no fucks left to give. Did you see what she oh, said to, to Maureen Dowd? <laughs> yes, when she suggested Maureen Dowd was having edibles when she wrote her article.
1: Yeah, maybe she had another pop brownie. Um, uh, love that. There, I know. God, I just love it too. Oh. Just love it too. I, can you, let's, let's just for one second remember that moment Mm -hmm. which we'll never ever forget yeah when we realized you know when we realized it was it was not we were done
0: yeah
1: and then immediately like i have spent every day of my life since that day counting like when when like when brian williams says day. 2095 (laughs) i know it's not what's 365 times almost four whatever that number right day 1112 of the trump you know and and i'm like that's how i've lived my entire life for the last four years
0: yeah yeah pretty much
1: um and and i feel like you know so much has come of it like just i remember when um you know of course we went to the women's march you know i got Mm -hmm. on a I got on a plane with my girlfriend and and the luxury of being able to say this is what i'm gonna do to stand up for my rights like that was that was really fun and it was a very special moment and then to be able to do it in oakland with my Mm -hmm. own children Mm -hmm. and and my husband and my mother-in-law and you know my my friends fighting and standing up for what we believe in um and and that's just like what a joy that has been and like I know how to protest, you know what I mean? I know how to show up and, and make my voice heard. And I know what side I'm on unequivocally. Um, I remember when, um, you know, I, I was uh, leaving my, my job at, at CBS. Um, God, what year was it? Um, I think it was right. When was Kavanaugh? Has he been on on the court for almost two years?
0: Yeah, I think that was 2018. It was 2018, 2018, right? Right
1: before the midterms. Yes.
0: Yeah, yes, yeah, it wasn't yes, a year yes. ago,
1: for God's sake. I mean, I've, I right. know it's been 14 years since 2018, <laughs> but it was 2018. Yeah. And I, I'm, leaving, I'm leaving the job, and um, it was kind of a sp- – it was a little stressful at the end and stuff. And I, um, it was right at the time when Kavanaugh was being confirmed mm-hmm. and the Senate hearings were going on. And I just looked at my husband, and, and I go, honey, and he goes, yeah, you got to go. <laughs> and, and I just like – you know, I, um, I, I got there, mm-hmm. and I sat in the room. I yeah. saw Lindsey Graham go crazy. Remember when Lindsey Graham yes, had his yes, moment of yes, insanity? Yes. Yeah. And I got to watch Kamala. Oh.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah.
1: And, 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 I, and it was a thousand degrees in DC. It was insane. Yeah. It was a moment. And I realized, like, damn, like this is, this is such a huge setback. Mm-hmm. But boy, mm-hmm. do we have some impressive people. Yeah, who are, who are in this fight with us. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Well, I think um, and now, yeah. and now
1: we're like living on fumes. And, and I, I wish I could get up <laughs> and go somewhere. But hey, you know, times change. I know, um, I know. Now I'm just fighting the fight in my own town. Yeah, you know well, I
0: mean? you're doing what you can. And, and that's really important. And I think another thing that we should recognize is, you know, those women's marches led to women like you saying, I have to dive in, and I have to actually run for something And they run, they ran and they won. And then on top of it, on top of it, the Equal Rights Amendment basically got all the states needed to ratify. Of course, we still have that pesky deadline to deal with that was expired. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, Congress, it's so funny because people go, there's a deadline, it's dead. And it's like, you know what, Congress imposed that deadline and then they extended it. So there's precedent. It can be extended again. Or it can just be, it, Congress can just vote to remove it altogether. They're the ones who imposed it. There's no absolute that it has to stay. But of course, every, you know, but it's like, I, I just go back to that idea because I get b- liberals saying, oh, it's done because of the deadline. No, it's not. Why do you have this defeatist attitude? Don't fucking piss me off. But anyway, um, you know, we, <laughs> we, ha- we have won, uh, Democrats have won every election with diversity people of color, women, trans people, um, you know, gay people, we diversity has pretty much said, fuck you, Trump, we're going to move forward. And I really take heart in that because each election we've had, we've seen that. I mean, I, you know, that first election, I think that was in 2017. It wasn't the first, first one, but in Virginia, when all right. those women won, and, and I think it was the first trans woman, and it was yeah, like, oh, Yeah, elected to the uh, delegates. Delegate. Yes, it was like. Um, it, House of Delegates, it right. Was just so, like their assembly. Yes, it was like, God, this is fucking awesome. So while we have been abused, and we're watching our democracy, you know, being ripped to shreds in front of our eyes, at least we do know. I mean, you know, everybody fucking loves Glenn Kirshner, and he's always saying, you know, we're, justice is coming. Justice is coming. And I do believe that, you know, we're getting, and and again, I'm going to go right back to what we started with with Biden, I was going to say Harris and Biden, (laughs) Biden and Harris. I think they are so strong. And I think what, you know, so many people, and, and in fact, men, I saw a lot of men on Twitter saying, I can't believe I'm so emotional about this. Like, I didn't expect to feel so emotional about this. And it's like, Mm -hmm. there's something about that duo and you know what I think part of it is, is because she called him out and when she called him out, she was not being, I hate to use this word nasty. She wasn't using a nasty tone. She was being genuine. She genuinely was like, this is an issue. This is a problem. I was that little girl. This is, this was Mm -hmm. my life. You need to understand that. She wasn't like, fuck you old man. She didn't take that tone. And you know what I mean? And, and it's like, yeah, yeah. because she did stand up, it wasn't just standing up for her, it was standing up for every little, you know, child who was bust and, and, and everyone who went through a very similar experience. She was talking for all of them. And she was talking to the white man. You know what I mean? And she was making, she was holding him accountable and saying, you have to recognize this. And he's like, okay, I will you know, and it was like, he didn't fight her. He didn't, he didn't say what rights do you know, don't you have and all that shit. He just, he said, okay. And I think that like, we all look at that and I, and, it, and it, it's so comforting, you know, it's just, it's so comforting to see that relationship because we know that she can criticize him and he's not going to become a dick and fold and be like, Trump. he's the opposite of Trump. He is a good man. It's just like James Clyburn said when you know he won South Carolina. He's a good man, and mm-hmm. you know Trump. That is the antithesis. He's the opposite of Trump. He is the worst man. So, you know, I the think the worst man. Yeah, he is the worst. The
1: gnarliest, the gnarliest man, the most racist man. Mm-hmm. The you know, I'm I mean, I, I know we gotta we gotta wrap, but I I did this. I I, I told you there's a guy by the name of. Um, noel kasler who was i can't remember what his job was but he he worked on a bunch of um shows one of which was the a celebrity apprentice mm-hmm. and he worked on the pageants with trump oh wow and he likes to tell the stories um
0: oh right but nobody's okay. paying
1: attention like why does no one call the president out for being on drugs yeah and for being well, I, th- I, mean, I think that's because it doesn't that's take somebody with 20 years of sobriety to realize that his pupils are dilated. He has black eyes yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. He's got the cotton mouth. He's got the weird, the, you know, the weird speech mm-hmm. and the, the sort of like the choking talking or yeah. whatever it is that you want to call that. Yeah. Um, you know, why is that? And then, you know, you hear Noel Casler talk and he's like, I've seen it and everybody just covers it up mm-hmm. like, he, you know, the, the news media in on it.
0: Yeah. Well, you it's, know, it's, um, I think it's anyway. a combination of patriarchy and ratings. You know what I mean? It's like I, I, I tweeted something out last night like they should uh, the media should tw- treat Kamala with the same deference they, they offer to Trump because it's like and they won't. You know they're they're worried that she's too fucking ambitious or, or she's too close to Wall Street or whatever they're gonna come up with. They're gonna come up with to, to make her the evil lady, and they'll never fucking. And then Van Jones will tell everybody how today was the day Trump became presidential. It's just it's, it's patriarchy. It's it's ratings and patriarchy. And and the thing is is you know Sherry Jacobus has said multiple times on Twitter, you know the the media is run by the lens of white men, and that needs to change. And it does. It just needs to be more representative of what our culture looks like. And so we need women. We need people of color. We need everybody in there. We need to have uh, leadership with someone outside of that white, you know, sure, we can have some white males in there, (laughs) of course, but it can't just be a monopoly. And so that's what it is right now. And that's why they give Trump so much room to just do, you know, they, they don't call it a lie. They don't, you know, there, there's, I think Don Winslow recently did a, a, a video that went over, you know, circulated on Twitter. And it was saying, interrupt Trump when he lies. And that's like the hashtag is interrupt Trump. Because they let him get away with it. They don't say, well, first of all, that's a lie. That's not true. That's not factually accurate. They don't do that to him. They gloss over when he lies and they allow it to st- You know, to stay in the air, which mm-hmm. makes it believable. It's just like the Hillary effect. When you just keep throwing shit and throwing shit, and that's what he does. He just throws shit and throws shit and throws shit, and, and eventually some of it sticks and, 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 and people grasp onto it. And so, And unfortunately, the media falls for it. There, and, and including people like Andrea Mitchell. So, you know, Andrea Mitchell was no friend to Hillary Clinton. Neither was Maureen, Maureen down. And again, it's not about, you know, you don't have to fucking like their policies, but the sexist double standard, which is so part of our press. And, you know, I mean, we, we've got to change that. Um We've just got to change it. But, yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's fucking, the whole thing makes me so angry. I just could spit. I'm so angry. <laughs> but, you know, I, I still say, I still say, this duo is strong. And there's something about those two and the chemistry that they have and the energy that they're bringing. And I think, you know, she's exactly what we all wanted. We all wanted this this, like, excitement. And she's made history and forever now she's going to be in the history books so you know let's 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 keep her going and make her go farther but it's exciting and so it's 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 great to have this moment to recognize you know what's going down and he he promised us that he was going to be the basically the bridge to the to the younger generation and it, it and it appears that's what he's going to do and I'm so excited so excited to see who his cabinet is going to be because it's Mm. going going to be remarkable. And also, what is the name? I'm not going to say it right, so I'm going to ask you to say it. The woman who is Kamala's um, chief of staff. Kamala? Oh! (laughs) I'm going to say her name wrong.
1: Karine Jean-Pierre.
0: Karine Karine Jean-Pierre. Okay, I know that's so awesome. (laughs) They announced her before they announced Kamala. And I wondered, I thought, hmm. Yeah. Well,
1: I just love that, you know, when she jumped on when when Biden when she announced that, that Biden had brought her on staff. Yes. I'm like, "Yes, cuz she's incredible." And she yeah. ran move on and you know, she's just she's dynamite. Yeah. Um, but that combination oh, yeah. I know,
0: I know. I know. And Simone and Simone <laughs> Sanders, oh, Sanders too, yeah.
1: At the top of the at the helm. Yeah. Like she's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. You got to mm-hmm. love a you got to love a 77-year-old man who surrounds himself yes. with young powerful women of color. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, it's just, like I said, you, you that, that's what we that want. Just
1: that, that tells you mm-hmm. who he is.
0: Yes, absolutely. And that's just, you know what? We should end on that because it's so positive. And, um, I'm just, I was a little upset today when I woke up because I read that article that, I mean, again, it's not news that COVID is airborne, but it's freaking me out. But it's just like talking to you and talking about Kamala and all this stuff. It's kind of brought me back up and and feeling all excited again. So I'm, I'm, let's just, let's just go with that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, okay. Normally I would say goodbye and then I would do an outro, but I'm not going to do that. So what I am going to do is say Tell everyone, okay, first of all, everybody, you know, she's running for city council in Oakland. So what is your website and where can they find you?
1: My website is stephforoakland.com, steph, S-T-E-P-H-F-O-R, oakland.com. Um, go there. Send me an email. Um, yeah, make a donation if you so desire. <laughs> I mean, all of it. Uh, we're, we're just getting ready to launch our field campaign. We're going to start calling every voter on the voter
0: roll. Wow. All of them. Very cool.
1: I got some. Yes, it's it's about outreach. It's about connecting with people and asking them, you know, what's important to you? What do you see um, for your town? What would you like changed? Mm-hmm. Um, what would you like to collaborate on? Um, and, and I'm just super psyched. I've met so many people, hmm. incredible people, yeah. all different, you know, from all different walks of life in all different corners of this district. And I am loving it, mm-hmm. loving it.
0: Well, Yay! I will I will definitely put those links into the show description. And of course, you can find me on Twitter at Author Kimberly, K-I-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y. Don't forget that extra E. And then also you can read my books on Amazon, Peyton's Choice, American Woman, The Virgin Diaries, and Ain't No Sunshine, Men Reveal the Pain of Heartbreak. And then I always tell everybody, leave a review. If you if you read the book and you like it, leave a review because authors and podcasters need those reviews so please leave a review and I'll just add this too uh, don't forget to check out my mother's book about a global pandemic that was just released last month called The Melt so she's Ann Werner A-N-N and then W-E-R-N-E-R on Amazon you can see all of her books but The Melt is really good and she basically goes from it's, it's, it's climate change that causes the global pandemic and then she focuses on the new world that happens after. So that's all I'm going to say. But it's a good book, and I recommend it. It is a it. really good book. And so, anyway, thank you for being here today. And woohoo, Kamala, 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 Kamala. It was good to talk to you. Great to talk to you
1: always.
0: <laughs> Take care. Bye-bye. Bye bye.